Dark swords and candle art to sparks holes and sarks holes to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors. Protect the chest of stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron. It's a grand theft of Elm Scrolls. Simon's quest for Doe and Earl. Rock shoes to Earth Clue. Keeps the eggs in gaming news. The police need some bad dudes to crash crew like Bandicoot. All shit in gaming English. Control on the section of the shit. Control issues. Well, yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, do whatever you need to do to it. And just for clarity, it's control with a hyphen issues.com. That's the website. You can also go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod you want to see some gameplay videos we're putting up from time to time a dub's been digging into one of the classics putting up some videos so pop on over there check that out if you know what it is you know what it is oh man a dub so now we're two weeks into january two weeks into the new that new new year it's coming out of the slow news cycle things are about to ramp up I know with that Kakarot right around the corner. Kakarot around the corner. Got new consoles at the end of the block. Mm, looking down that block. Yes. Got Kakarot on that new console. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. That OVZ. Um, yeah, so A-Dub, let's get into it. What have you been playing? Well, AMC, I have been just going ham on season 19 of Diablo 3. I think I may have stumbled upon a wizard build that I'm not seeing anywhere on the internet. I mean, I'm I'm searching for what's going on with the things that I'm doing. I'm leaning toward the spectral blades with a little compliment of the disintegrate and I'm just not seeing anybody on the web doing it quite the way I'm doing it. You got that teddy bear homie? Got the teddy bear homie picking up all my gold. <laughs> got my teddy bank. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, man. I I, I managed to get to torment 13 leaning on just my spectral blades and my disintegrate ray only one set bonus and it's from the items that you and i i mean we've never used these in the past as far as i can remember it was it's the two rings the litany of the undaunted and the wailing host I mean, you remember when you get those, you see that green, and it's like, oh, it's a ring. Oh, it's just that shit junk. <laughs> Salvage. Get rid of it. But I don't know. I guess um, in last season, they may have buffed the bonus that those rings gets from like 100%, 100% uh, weapon damage per ancient equipped to 750 with a 4% defense bump of the same kind Mm -hmm. so i'm running with that and i'm just doing everything to juice up my spectral blades but in doing so like my character is just shredding hordes of demons like it's no big deal every time i put a little bit more power into the spectral blades it just returns massive dividends so i'm gonna keep building and tweaking this character, I still have a few slots where I could put some more ancients on there. I feel like I can get an ancient version of my weapon that doesn't have a slot. I have an item that can put a slot in it, so then I have a free a free stat to roll at the transmogrify. I'm using a lot of transmogrification. I'm doing a metric ton of rifts. I still don't have all of the equipment that I feel I need to get the most out of this character. But the beauty of the build is that since the litany of the undaunted and the wailing host are the only set bonus, I have the flexibility to then use any other equipment that I wish instead of doing what a lot of other people do, which is to lean on like an armor set, which completely restricts your ability to add like legendary abilities to your character. So I I feel like I have a lot of flexibility every time I think that this build has is approaching the end of its life. It just keeps stretching its legs. So 
It's very incredible. Uh, we we had some viewers on the stream. I was Diablo one of them. Yep. AMC was watching, you know, getting that little entertainment. A-Dub, AMC, still connected, miles away. <laughs> I was doing dips with the uh, kettlebell while watching you run through and handle business with the wizard. While I'm doing dips <laughs> in these riffs. <laughs> Just doing reps. <laughs> Yeah, man, running through it, it's, I just, I love this game so much. It's outstanding. I had the pleasure of playing with somebody who was watching the stream. We we exchanged PSN IDs. We got together earlier this week, and, like, I thought I was killing it. This dude was, like, beating a dead horse with it. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like, the... I, I didn't want to tamper with my season character, so I went with a character that's outside of season. You know, my regular character. I brought out my Crusader. Haven't played with Crusader in a long time, so I'm not used to the attacks and the buffs. Like my my button progression as I'm moving through the hordes, identifying the situations, knowing what's what. But you know, I I understand enough. It's to just be- button mashing, though, dude. Exactly. <laughs> button mission so much math <laughs> but yeah it's i pull out my crusader i have like paragon 667 mm-hmm. this dude pulls out a monk that has paragon 2284 <laughs> mm, that next level this is uh, beyond the next level like we started on torment 13 we go in a rift he's just running out ahead of me slaughtering everything i'm doing nothing <laughs> i'm just running behind him picking up loot so i pause the game i up at a level to 14 same difference doesn't slow him down doesn't produce any obstacle it makes the game harder for me <laughs> mm. because i'm not quite at that level so i i bounced out the game upped it all the way to 16 jumped back in invited him again and same thing just ransacking the rift running through i'm just picking up stuff granted a lot more stuff with the torment bump and then i was like okay let's get in the greater rift because i know that i can select levels higher than the torment difficulty so get in there i put it on greater rift level 77 that's like two two like fraction two fractional levels above torment 16 same difference dude is just walking through everything and like teleporting around too so it's kind of like damn you you're doing things that i didn't even know that class could do but just shredding everything finally i'm like okay i got a puzzle ring let's open up the goblin rift we go in shredding everything we get to greed he one shot at greed <laughs> mm. <laughs> one shotting bosses like and that was about all i had in me for the session i get out send him a message just like you're way too powerful he's like yeah i'm pretty strong <laughs> my legs are strong <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean i'm definitely gonna gonna try to get with that dude again you know maybe over the rest of this weekend after we get out of this show or sometime next weekend but i'm gonna be focusing more on my season character trying to tweak this build trying to find ancient versions of the items i need to get the most out of it and hopefully i unlock primal ancients pretty soon i think i'm about one or two torment levels below that and then that's just a whole nother level of loot grinding we'll see but amc what have you been playing Oh, I've been on that path, that Octopath Traveler. Um, yeah, I saw you were playing when I got here. I just, I didn't even look at you. I was just looking at the screen. <laughs> yeah, that game is so amazing. Um, so yeah, progression-wise, at this point, I completed the first chapter of Primrose's storyline, The Dancer. Um, she's basically free of that dancing life, and now she's off on her quest for revenge. And I, from there, made my way to another area of the map and picked up my picked up a third character uh he basically has the ability to uh so he's an he's an apothecary basically he's a doctor he can make potions that can either harm people with like poison such like that things like that or he can make potions to heal people and you you find these um different ingredients as you're playing through the the game and so you use that in battle um one of his actually his abilities is called concoction during the battle uh so with that and then he also has um 
a world ability which is inquire which means he can now he can talk to npcs um so as i mentioned last week each character has a world ability and so with like one character the night he can challenge people fight them in a one-on-one fight get experience um another character the dancer she can uh allure people which basically makes gives her the ability to then summon that npc in combat with their own special attack and this guy he has the ability to inquire which means you can uh get information on npcs uh select npcs and through that information it might help towards uh, a side quest or it might even just reveal uh, hidden items on the map that you can then go and find and they're clearly marked in that area um so which is pretty cool because with that it once i got him all of a sudden i just got this option now to learn about every npc in the world which makes me want to then backtrack to other places i had uncovered or that other towns i'd passed through because then i can go get those characters backstories and also at the same time get uh hidden items possibly revealed or just information like i talked to one npc and it just gave me better uh better chances to steal items from people or uh i talked to another npc and it uh gave better items in the um in the shop um so it it opens up uh it just opens up the possibility of what i can unlock in the world um by talking to different npcs um and this will be a, a bigger point but then i got another character this the thief so um i haven't really gotten through i'm still in the first chapter of that character story but as far as I know right now, I can steal items from NPCs, which I can then use towards quests or um, or just items that I can use, like, say, weapons or anything to help build up my characters. So, like, one thing I've noticed with this game is now that I've gotten more characters and learned more about their world abilities, what I'm really enjoying is that interaction with the NPCs because now it's not just side quests, it's more information like i'll talk to people they'll tell me something in dialogue but then when i really talk to them i learn about their backstory Mm. and what information that they can possibly provide Mm. so yeah like um so with that like i don't know it's like something that's been kind of indicative of this uh a defining thing with this generation is how they can make npcs more valuable to the story of the game especially with the world building and i know you see that with uh the witcher 3 and the presentation they put into those side quests when you would go and talk to people oh, yes. um red dead redemption 2 with uh just the random encounters with people and how those encounters can be meaningful and yeah in this game now uh a game that is very retro that has that throwback feel to the previous final fantasy fantasy games on snes but then being able to utilize uh say a stronger engine and now giving more more life to the world by providing more backstory to the characters that you come across that would normally just be a dialogue option and that's it and you would move on from them and so yeah it just makes it interesting to see now as i end as i meet up with new characters that can join my party what other abilities that they'll provide or give me that i can then further interact with the npcs of the world and and maybe get some more information or just get some more help uh to then bolster my team so it's i'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what other abilities these characters will have because it's not just uh the world building abilities and there's also their personal abilities that then help in combat which is dope because with the apothecary dude his backstory he's a doctor and he got help as a kid he was saved by a traveling doctor and up until this point he'd been living in this small town and uh he'd just become the man as far like the go-to guy when it came to uh diseases and needing to be healed and he realized um, you kind of learn like he has these conversations with his at his mother's gravesite um talking about how he there's more to come for him or he expects more of himself even though so he believes in his skill but he hasn't met uh, hasn't fully accomplished what his goals are uh to become this um to become as good as this traveling doctor that helped him as a kid and so because of that he gets the um the okay from his best friend his best friend says i'll take care of things here you need to go out into the world and really um self-actualize and so with that yeah now he's part of the team and with that i now have a dedicated healer on the team which is important because up until this point i just been relying on healing potions to get me through battles so now that i have a dude who can heal i can then just 
open up my possibilities with the other characters with other items i can use or just other skills i can use so with that yeah the game is just opening up getting better and just getting more elaborate and complicated but also just providing more options of ways to interact with the game so yeah overall i this game continues to blow me away and the direction that it's heading i really have no idea where it could be and so it's it's very intriguing in that way as opposed to like some games that might be more straightforward this is definitely something that i thought would be very simple because of that retro feel but now i'm learning how they've really taken that engine and just expanded it to a place that makes it current gen in a sense so mm -hmm. yeah i'm excited man okay yes. but let's get into the topics of the week a dub top topics of, of the, the week, week. AMC. um you want to you want to lead off uh, this one with a what we got coming from xbox well now that we're in the new year we're in the release year championship year for the new consoles we're starting to get some information that's you know helping us understand the scope of what's going on with them just a little bit more uh, microsoft released a statement in the form of a tweet saying as our content comes out over the next year two years all of our games sort of like pc will play up and down that family of devices that family of devices being the xbox family of consoles extending from the xbox one the one s and the one x to the series x uh, let me see what is his name yes this statement's coming from head of microsoft studios matt booty <laughs> that big booty <laughs> that big booty uh, Booty told MCV, which is where we got this, was where we got this statement. We want to make sure that if someone invests in Xbox between now and Series X, that they feel they made a good investment and that we're committed to them with content. AMC, how do you feel about it? Uh, yes, yeah, I mean it makes total sense if I were to look at like, especially the um, the start of the PlayStation Four with um, just all the cross gen games and. If I remember right, like there are games that were cross-gen and they're basically features that were, say, left out of the um, older version that were then um, on the newer version on the next-gen consoles. So um, yeah, I remember like uh, like Persona that was a cross-gen game. I think Shadows of Mordor was a cross-gen game, but with um, might have been like even like the Nemesis system or something was left out of the uh, the PS3 version. So you kind of got a feel for what the game was, but you didn't have a full-fledged feel. So this seems like more of a we're going to still be dedicated to the current gen while also supporting the people who might have hopped on to the next gen, which is I think it's it's a good it's a good balance to start off a console because you don't want to leave people behind. And also, I mean, when you look at most like first year games on like the next gen consoles they tend to just be they tend to have like say they tend to look better visually but they tend to not have necessarily those innovative uh gameplay mechanics that you then see later on in the generation they tend to not be a total package yeah like games you get two three years into the cycle of the console yeah and so i mean this makes total sense and they're kind of just getting ahead of it where it's like i imagine like you'll see with like halo infinite like really utilizing maybe the hardware of the next generation um but then some of those other games not necessarily being at that level um and, and it makes sense especially for like a, a third party uh developer like those people will want to make games that can be in as many places as possible so for them yeah they can utilize a new hardware while also being able to make money on people who might not have been early might not be early adopters absolutely how do you feel Adev? i mean personally i think that this is microsoft showing that they've learned from the ways that they handled previous consoles and they're trying to do better support their audience and their fan base more while also being i don't know i guess being more in line with the standard as it goes with console gaming is that we're used to with the original xbox as soon as 360 came out xbox cut support of that console when the one came out they cut 360 support now here we are about to jump to the series x and it's like yo like people buy these consoles it's generally about like anywhere from five to seven years between when any of these boxes come out and for most of that time 
they're pretty prohibitively expensive. I mean, 400 bucks, 500 bucks. It's only toward later in their life that the price comes down enough to where more people can get their hands on them and they just keep selling strong. But, you know, you buy an Xbox One X now with the Series X coming out. Is Microsoft going to cut support? No. They're clearly saying that they're going to keep supporting their current family of consoles. You're, if you if you get it on the Series X, you can get it on the One X. You can play it on PC. Like they're, I like that they're they're supporting what's already out there while their current console gets up and running. It also means they're not going to be rushing Series X level exclusives or Series X exclusive exclusives. <laughs> They're not going to be rushing those out to try to be launch titles. So you're not going to be getting games that deserve more time in the oven. They're going to be giving their developers more time to put that polish on it, put that spit shine on it and give you something that's really worth playing. Something that really shows off what the Series X is capable of. And that will also help them minimize the gap between the difference that is them and PlayStation. But not everybody's happy, A-Dub. Some people don't see it that way, AMC. Oh, I'm selfish about all my feelings. I wanted to buy this and shit on everybody else who didn't buy it. I wanted to show them that I was better. I wanted to show them that I was next-gen. Fuck Phil Spencer. Fuck Phil Spencer. Fuck Phil Spencer. Troll of the week. 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 Why did you just delay the console to get games for it? Next gen, more like nuts gen. I made that last one up. <laughs> yeah, some people are taking this information the wrong way. We managed to wrangle a few of them. Like to hear it. Here it go. First troll. I don't buy Xbox products to actually play them. That's what my PlayStation's for. No, I only buy Xbox products because I like how they heat up the entire room when they're powered up. <laughs> Doesn't really address the topic. (laughs) Guy says, oh, dear Lord, there's no way you make a move like this voluntarily. They must be in real trouble over there. Struggling. So there's no way that you make a move to support your customer base and make sure that their purchase still has value, even in the shadow of the new product getting on the market. Yeah, because, you know, like, people were already, like, there was the whole push with, like, oh, why why can't we have cross-platform? And now people are going to want cross-gen play on top of that. So it's a a move that would come off as pro-consumer, but some people see it as, oh, no, they're they're struggling. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting way to keep communities together. People can buy the version of the game for the console they have instead of, you know, being barred out of the community for whatever length of time it takes them to get that initial lump sum to pay for their console. So, you know, this is a good thing. What are you doing? Nextrol says, I literally shook my head after reading the headline. It's like they actually want Sony to murder them. Not that it wasn't going to happen anyways, but damn, at least try. Murder. Murder. <laughs> murder. It's murder. <laughs> Last troll says Microsoft basically made it so there's no point in owning an Xbox. <laughs> With this decision. <laughs> With their decision to support <laughs> Xbox. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I can. The only drawback that I can really see is that it means that the Series X could possibly be hamstrung hamstrings hamstrung by the xbox one the base console because if you're making a game that has to run on all of them then the best you can do is whatever's on the xbox one in my opinion if i'm wrong please let me know control issues pod at gmail.com or go to twitter my control issues is the handle tell us all that technical jargon of how this can work it's like that that's the only real 
drawback I can see, but at the same time, it isn't as if Series X games aren't being made. Like, that was my gripe with the Xbox One X. It's like, yeah, you have this super powerful console, but it's still an Xbox One. It has to play the same things the Xbox One does. It's never going to have its own exclusives. It's like, I, I just don't get it. But with the Series X, it is going to have its own exclusives, and eventually it's going to be the Xbox to own. So, yeah, there's definitely a reason to own an Xbox. You can get a PC if you want to. Uh, some games from Xbox have been going multi-platform. We know AMC has Ori in the Blind Forest, as well as Cuphead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's for all those people who, who bought the One X, for all the people who bought a PlayStation Pro, this this makes total sense because this like they look it at keeps it keeps you in the game yeah and then they're always looking for that like oh like what can i what can i buy that will make this look slightly better or make it look like tremendously better and that's how i figure if you're gonna get the series x at like at launch that's why you're gonna purchase it because you want to have the definitive uh halo infinite experience when that game comes out you want to be at the top of the line yeah exactly and so i think those people the early adopters that's who this is for but for the people who want to wait they can still microsoft doesn't have to worry about one losing those sales of people who are not going to be early adopters and then on top of that with this whole thing with backwards compatibility if you buy say halo infinite on uh the the one x right now um, we'll see how this all works out, but I imagine you can just take that copy over to the Series X once you decide to upgrade. Um, so with that, the reason why I would say that is because I imagine we'll, we'll see how it works out with Game Pass. They're not going to have multiple versions of Halo Infinite on there, so it's going to be cross-gen in that sense. So um, yeah, with that, it, it leads to more sales for them and then for other people it's not a well i have to wait and see it's like well i can have my cake and eat it too exactly they aren't turning away their existing customers while also attracting new customers because even if you can't afford a series x you can still get an xbox one and play current gen games so that's actually a feather in the cap for microsoft a green feather that you know they can tout i don't know what playstation is going to do we know that they're angling toward backward compatibility so perhaps that's their way of keeping their customer base in the game microsoft is taking a different route in addition to backward compatibility so we'll see how it pans out overall it's a good thing for consumers you don't have to feel like you threw your money away. You don't have to run out and trade in your Xbox One or your One X as soon as the Series X hits the streets. You can just wait on that a little bit, let it marinate, see how things turn out. And you can you just have more options. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me all my options. I have no options. The creator of all. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of the week, 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 box three shitty. You forgot about that. My favorite one was Rex Box Three Shitty. That Rex Box. Um, all right, let's uh only plays dinosaur games. Yeah. Made by Simon Rex. Um, let's get into the next topic of the week. Top topic of, of the, the week. week. Uh, let's get right into the. So we got the PlayStation Store's December top downloads. So let's just burn right through this real quick. All right. So for PlayStation Four, the best twenty selling top downloaded games are at number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. No surprise. Number two, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five always there number three star wars jedi fallen order still doing well number four nba 2k 20 
number five because nobody wanted this game but we saw that it got re-reviewed on ign recently Mm. star wars battlefront 2 climbing back up the charts it's now at an (laughs) 8.8 so the game is now good apparently once it hits that nine it's gonna fly off the shelves yeah and so that re-re-review so a game that people i guess were not giving a chance had um ruled it off said that they would never support ea again and that they're a shitty company they've somehow managed to bounce back with this game and people are are getting it again and yeah no surprise there number six tom clancy's rainbow six siege still killing it number seven the witcher 3 wild hunt complete edition uh yeah with the success i believe there are articles coming out um either this week or the previous week about the the rise and sales of the witcher 3 on uh, steam uh, the number of concurrent players going up also and it's all uh coinciding with the release of the witcher on netflix so once again people are just getting back into this game that doesn't seem to go away it's very much the skyrim of this generation mm. <laughs> it also got like a switch oh it's on release. switch right <laughs> yeah it got a switch release so yeah it's just everywhere and people are still playing it it's a lot of people's favorite rpgs of this generation um so yeah still killing it number eight madden nfl 20 number nine minecraft marvel spider-man at 10 11 need for speed heat esports fifa 12 let's burn right through these last couple uh red dead redemption 2 god of war ea sports ufc 3 assassin's creed odyssey 16 resident evil 2 the forest (laughs) (laughs) that's a game damn people are out there playing the forest huh yeah playing the forest that's Uh, crazy i didn't i i'm sorry i mean i don't mean to cast aspersions or anything (laughs) or try to cast a negative light on the game personally it wasn't anything that i was interested in but i'm glad that it found its audience and it seems to be doing well so that's awesome 19 rocket league and to close off the list number 20 tom clancy's ghost recon breakpoint rocket league still moving still moving units people getting into it maybe it's with that esports they're getting getting their three-man team together driving on the ceiling yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man that was uh that was a sensation at one point that's all we played me you and doom gaze yeah yeah (laughs) so good yeah so good now, our team chemistry was really coming along. We were oh, setting yeah. up like, all right, I'm coming up the side. All right, I'm coming across. One person, we would get mad if somebody didn't stay back on defense, pulled the goalie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was trying to get that push. <laughs> yep. That push was real. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to check out where that game is now esports-wise. They probably have some crazy, crazy coordination going on right mm-hmm. now. Well, they're probably like in formation. Yeah. <laughs> the flying V. Um, top uh, PSVR games. We'll just do the top three. Number one, Beat Saber. Super Hot VR followed at number two. And then finishing at number three, Job Simulator. <laughs> the top two free-to-play games. Number one, <laughs> Fortnite. Number two, Apex Legends. And then uh, DLC and expansions. Number one, Fortnite, the Polar Legends pack number two fortnite the wave breaker pack and then number three star wars battlefront 2 celebration edition upgrade was celebration <laughs> it's a celebration bitches celebrate yeah we got re-reviewed we back <laughs> yeah so people as i said they wrote off uh star wars battlefront 2 but they're buying the game they're buying the dlc and we just had rise of skywalker that just came out a dub mm-hmm. enjoyed it yes mm-hmm. oh yeah what was, what was your review of that real i quick? hear i hear the torches being a light <laughs> 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 no i enjoyed it i mean it was it was a good conclusion was it, to was that it, trilogy was it sjw'd out I don't know, man. I don't focus on all that stuff. <laughs> That's just a segment that we do here for the show. When I'm out in my real life, I don't pay any of that any mind. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's my privilege. Like maybe I don't have to pay attention to SJW. I don't see color, (laughs) (laughs) and that means you also don't see the issues that affect people of color. Check yourself (laughs) before you wreck yourself. But yeah, I I mean I enjoyed it. I just I love science fiction. I love the Star Wars universe. Ray is the shit. Adam Driver can can play a cactus and it'll win an award. Like what if he played the. uh, 
that cactus in uh, Final Fantasy you know, <laughs> with the with the thousand needles attack. <laughs> Square Enix. <laughs> Next time you make a Final Fantasy movie, Adam Driver as Cactuar. <laughs> <laughs> or like the big one that filled the screen and was just one shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ten thousand. It, <laughs> it had a move that would do 10,000 points mm-hmm. of damage. The most points of health you could have was 10,000 points. When you see him come on the screen, you're like, oh, this little motherfucker. And then he just gets off the attack and you're like, oh, shit. Same thing with Tom Berry. Get me out of here. Remember Tom Berry? <laughs> now who's Tom Berry? Tom Berry was like the little shellless turtle with the lantern and the dagger. Oh, what? With <laughs> the robe on. <laughs> and it would, you would be in your best interest to try to finish off the Tom Berry before it makes it in front of your characters because it would start way in the back and every turn it would like take a step forward Mm. and take a step forward Mm. and take a step forward Mm. and you're just beating on this thing with all the magic all the text all the abilities that you could possibly muster and then it finally lands in front of one of your characters and then its turn comes up one shot kill (laughs) walks up to the next character one shot kid. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Yeah, Tom Barry was the man. Gotta get a gotta get a plush toy, Tom Barry with Theo. Uh sticking with PlayStation for the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. And that next gen. Uh CES, this is a quick story. We got the uh PS5 logo revealed. Any thoughts, Ada? Looks great. Looks crisp and pristine. I'm sure they spent a lot of time and energy putting that together. <laughs> I'm sure they workshopped it, focus grouped it. Oh, yeah. They definitely had a whole focus group. They paid millions of dollars to get people to say that. Yeah, I like this. Short story, but uh, I mean, I guess so many people were looking to the Consumer Electronics Show for like definitive PlayStation 5 news. I guess the media kind of hyped it up as like, oh, we're going to hear about the PS5. It's CES. It's consumer electronics in general that's sony's whole portfolio of goods as an electronics maker it's not just a gaming show and when is any significant gaming news ever come out of ces so i don't know what people got hyped up about and i feel like people got exactly what they deserve for being hyped up about sony being at ces yeah like it's kind of ridiculous to read too much into the logo like people were just like trying to gleam anything like what was this say about sony based on their logo all that work that went into making sure that five didn't look like an s why would they be there (laughs) if they didn't have anything to show (laughs) i mean nobody realizing that they have a show that they do in february like they did back in 2013 when they revealed the ps4 controller (laughs) and let you know that the ps4 exists you have mark cerny on the stage killing it yeah i mean it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a slow trickle as we get more information of the playstation 5 i mean they have they have to ramp it up to fall they also have other games coming so they don't want to drown out information on the games that they have coming i mean we got dreams right around the corner we got ghost of Tsushima right around the corner we got the last of us 2 right around the corner i mean there's a lot to look forward to this year yeah at the same token Maybe we've been letting our excitement get to our heads a little bit. Like, we have we really like taken stock of the time in the event? We got new consoles coming, which means that we're gonna get a whole new world of games. We're gonna get all new IPs. We're gonna have IPs that we know and love from generations past coming into this generation with more horsepower and headroom to expand into things that we couldn't imagine like we're, we're about to get new consoles developers are sitting there coming up with things saying like oh like, we couldn't do this last gen or man if we had this last year we could have done this like we're we're about to start getting bigger better wilder games how do you manage your excitement for the new ips that may be coming around the corner i mean this gen alone just with the indies we saw so many new and innovative products. I mean, we got Horizon Zero Dawn. We got Days Gone. We got Death Stranding. Yeah, well, we got Neo. We got Sekiro. We got Bloodborne. I guess that's where my excitement goes in that 
where where they learn from possible mistakes with the PlayStation 4 and what they can use to carry the momentum of the PS4 into the PS5. So like I remember like I look at like last uh the current gen and how it launched and we have like the knacks and the orders um that came out. And so I, I imagine that they'll look at those games and it's like, all right, well let's make sure that we put out games with a little more substance as we come out with our new IP. And also we continue with what we've built with the PS4 when as you mentioned, like the um horizons and then possibly like the next Spider Man game. Um so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to continuing there and then the possibility of where they might go with new franchises because yeah the, the fact that they decided with ghost of tsushima like that came out of nowhere and that completely like blew my mind um and then when i think about the ps4 with uh bloodborne and the possibilities of them doing something new from software um that's also uh, something that could be super exciting for well, me we got elden ring coming up rumors are starting to circulate about that again mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where that's where my excitement is uh, as far as a new IP. Because with the Ghost of Tsushima, that means that they're kind of stepping outside the box of where they might go with their with their studios. And so with that, like they've done such a great job of this generation of putting out single player story experiences. I want to see now that next level that they can do with the new hardware, with uh, with their new what that hardware will be able to what that will give them or the possibilities that will it will provide with uh storytelling absolutely and with the load times going away i mean can you imagine witcher 4 <laughs> <laughs> even bigger map even more stuff to do even more bathtubs bigger unicorns yeah yes can, can, uh, the next ori like when do you think we'll start seeing more games that can reach that level of visual quality and presentation because Ori looks like a film. It's outstanding. Yeah. It's a movie game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty damn excited. Let's get into the, Oh, you have anything else before I move to the next topic? I just want people to appreciate that we are about to take a leap forward with the console gaming world. We're about to get better games. Like is. It, to condense it into just those simple words of better games doesn't do justice to the reality of what's about to happen once these consoles hit the market. Like we're it, things are about to get better, mm-hmm. <laughs> like better. It's gonna be great. Yeah, we're just gonna slowly see mechanics just evolve. Like when people look at this generation and they're just like, oh, like there's nothing really to define it it's like really if you were to look at like all the different things that came out that push like gaming to the next level um they're not minuscule and just to see now with even stronger hardware where those things can now evolve to the next level i think that's like like it's it's so great that you really can't put your like you can't put your thumb on it because you can't say like well this is where it's going to go because the developers they're the ones that have their hands on the new hardware and they're the ones that are really coming up with new possibilities so it's like almost just you want to just sit back and just blow my mind (laughs) well i feel like people have this bad habit of looking like looking for maybe one or a few things that define the generation and I don't think people really appreciate that with this current generation of consoles, the gap between the good and the great and the stellar has reduced. So, yeah, it it seems like you don't have those generation defining titles, but you really do. And more studios are stepping up to that generation defining level. It's becoming harder to discern because the valleys the valleys aren't as deep anymore and that's something to cheer for if you're if you're having a hard time looking among the thousands of games that we've gotten this gen and finding the ones that stand out that's a good problem to have because if you can look at other gens and it's like well this game was the best and this game was the best and this game was the best that means that all the other games aren't really living up or at least they're not really closing that gap between themselves and those outstanding titles. Yeah. I mean, that's something that defined this generation that like, it seems like developers are having more fun with the games that they're putting out while also, yeah, as you're saying, like 
still giving it that qual that quality or that polish so like you look at and when in the same year we get death stranding and then we also get untitled goose game Mm -hmm. and both games have like their merits and especially when you look at untitled goose game a game that just looks like somebody was just like "Ah, i'm just gonna play a game and just have fun with it like when you would think about like say a ghost uh, a goat simulator that came out where it's like this broken game but yet it's all anybody can talk about and then you get to a point where now we're gonna make untitled goose game where it now has a little bit more refinement but also now like it's connecting with a community that may not have been into say like the uncharted of the world Mm -hmm. and so it's just adding more as you're saying like that quality is there and it doesn't have to be a triple a experience yeah it's different the the amount of content and the perspectives that games are being shown from is just widening we have more options we have more things we can be more stuff we can do more things to interact with more voice acting and and physical motion capture performances everything is tremendously stepped up this generation so yeah this you could look anywhere in any direction at any source and probably find a generation a generation defining experience for this gen just because everything everybody really did their jobs tremendously it's awesome and the industry deserves a pat on the back for that uh let's get into our final topic of the week final topic topic of of the the week week. uh this coming from la times zampella vince zampella of respawn moves to dice la um oh yeah i forgot about that yeah so let's get right into it this taken straight from the article uh now he's vince zampella ready to look beyond respawn the studio he founded in 2010 with jason west which was acquired in 2017 by electronic arts in 2020 zampella will also lead the la-based offices of another electronic arts owned studio dice um so a little backstory back history or backstory with dice dice was founded in stockholm in the early 1990s and is home to games such as battlefield mirror's edge and star wars battlefront celebration (laughs) (laughs) electronic arts characterizes its la-based outpost as long dedicated to support for dice's core products under zampella there are plans to expand and launch an original as yet unrevealed game the company will remain separate from respawn and zampella says likely will drop the dice name oh yeah name change is definitely in order yeah so in essence they're basically coming out with a new studio uh just finishing here we will probably rebrand zampella says we want to give it a new image we want people to say this is a destination you can go to make new content with the emphasis on new content i think they've kind of gotten the branding that they are support studio for dice stockholm Mm -hmm. so in essence basically ea just got a new a new studio i mean respawn been killing it four games in a row Mm -hmm. titanfall titanfall 2 apex legends star wars jedi fallen order it's only you gotta give respawn more reach more power more ability to take whatever leadership has resulted in their continued string of success to other portions of the ea umbrella so this is a good move the new name that they brand the studio with will be a good starting point in changing around the perception and the community opinion of the games that are being made and hopefully with zampella's influence we we just see that magic spread all over the industry so yeah looking forward to whatever they make yeah i mean yeah it makes sense too because it's there are are many heads like as people would like to paint ea as uh with a one-track mind which is money 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 um but yeah they're just running their business to make money (laughs) yeah but what we've seen they have a variety of studios that produce a variety of different games and so it's not just multiplayer games we're now getting more of those single player experiences especially from respawn and uh with that yeah to carry that success to another studio it just gives them more options um it'll be interesting to see what type of games that they're gonna have this new studio come up with um 
ideally yeah people would want to see more single player experiences but who knows i'm i'm definitely you're gonna let the the guy who knows what he's doing come up with his own ideas and he clearly has an idea of he has great vision for what he needs in a team to produce the games that will continue to connect with the community and so you would think that yeah just giving that guy more room to work with just makes sense and as they mentioned i guess he's still going to be working with uh respawn so he's going to be ahead of two places but i'm sure this will be his focus for the time being so it's um it's it's a great move in adding to the complexity that is ea so that people can't really paint it into one corner ea is trying to turn that corner they're trying to bounce back i think fallen order has has given them a new a new lease on life yeah, I mean, as well as the renewed reception of Battlefront Two in the celebration pack. Yeah, like we saw that they're that they let Respawn do what they needed to do with Titanfall. They continued to support them. Then they saw what they can do with Apex and how they can make a game that is hugely successful and also put out a great multiplayer experience and then in the same year put out a great single player experience. So I think they know that at least they're putting the right people in charge of production and letting them do what they need to do, which is always a great thing. Cause that's always the worry is the, the executives getting their hands, bringing their, uh, bringing their Excel sheets uh, into the development studio. They're going to strong arm their monetization in and they're going to, they're going to make us chop up the final chapter and sell it in season pass. Exactly. And they're going to take the firstborns and drink their blood. And then what's cool about that is, once again, they said a new IP. So who knows um, what that means, but the idea being that it doesn't necessarily have to be a big new um, franchise based off of a, a, a license that they're going to take in and drag through the mud. It could be a completely new IP. And as you were just talking about, from a first-person uh, from a first party perspective with like sony and what new games they could have coming to the next gen these are already signs that they're future proofing for the for the next gen from an ea perspective with a, a new ip possibly on the way absolutely so yeah i mean um as these stories continue to come out it's it's great to see just see how the table is going to be set for i guess fall and fall moving forward to the i guess all the new games of that next gen i can't wait man these are wonderful times. Yeah. Uh, do you have any final words, Adub, before we get out of here? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it sound like Halloween? Like, <laughs> I love it. What is control issues? AMC? This is Adub. <laughs> Thanks for playing, sucker.